welcome to Twin Talk. This is Angie, and I'm here with my sister Joy on this lovely, well, I should say miserable Saturday day. It's kind of a drizzly, cloudy-looking day outside. So, I guess I should let everyone know that this is actually our second take for this. Second attempt. Second attempt at this podcast this morning, because Joy got the giggles mm-hmm. earlier, and Joy's kind of Joy's a little sickly this morning. Mm-hmm. Just sinuses, sinuses. She keeps having to blow her nose. I guess you're what all I say stopped up, but really mm-hmm. you just have lots of drainage, lots of sinus pressure. We both have throat lozenges, and we're trying not to let our listeners hear that because I know that's gross to hear us sucking like these throat on throat lozenges. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then so last night we recorded the podcast. Folsom, Folsom Prison, The Untold Story. Mm-hmm. Folsom Untold. Folsom Untold. It was the story about, you know, Johnny Cash's live recording at Folsom Prison. And so Joy and Olivia spent the night with us last night because Corby was um, on shift last night. And we all slept in my big king-size bed. And uh, in the middle of the night, I got up and went upstairs and got in Kay's bed because he was upstairs on the couch. He's in from college. And then about an hour later, Cambry comes up there and joins me. And then this morning, Joy tells me, can you believe I didn't get any sleep because I was so cramped? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So why is that you didn't get any so, sleep? So, yeah, you got up in the middle of the night and Cambry got up. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I get this whole king size bed to myself. Uh, Olivia and I do. And she's the type of person that wants to be right next to you mm-hmm. uh, and practically right on top of you. And I'll push her over or tell her to scoot over, but she always ends right back on top of me and I'm hugging the side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, your rooster started crowing at like 5 o'clock in the morning. So, even though that's cool, I mean, how often do you get to wake up to a rooster crowing? Every day. I, I'm not sure that I got, yeah, every, well, you <laughs> do, me. but for most people, we don't get that experience. Uh, so, I didn't get, I didn't, I got good sleep for a while, but not the longest amount of sleep, but I'm sure I'll survive. So, right now, it's really nice and quiet in my house, mm-hmm. other than the pattering. The pitter-patter of the, the, of the, the pitter dogs. The pitter-patter of the dogs. But we just recorded the funniest probably what you would call a blooper reel like we had the rooster was crowing his head i don't which is kind of weird i don't know why all of a sudden he's quiet now i know he was crowing he was crowing like crazy my husband was yelling in the background not yelling but talking in the background and then our kids all came in here and the dogs were it was it was definitely it was chaotic chaos so we may put that in just as a blooper reel yeah we may let you guys we were actually thinking about just keeping it but oh my gosh we just laughed so much and there were so many things happened we were like no we've got to restart start all over so we're going to attempt to do this again yeah um see how it goes okay so today we're actually talking about an original audible production called climbing with molly and joy is the one who introduced me to this Mm -hmm. and you were saying so it's a free yeah each month if you have a start they have different subscription levels but on my subscription i get two books a month and i think i get two free they're usually short stories or what are called or what are called audible originals so i always look through the free stuff and this is one of the ones that popped up my first thought was oh it's about rock climbing i don't know anything about rock climbing i have zero interest in rock climbing i don't really know if that's but that's for me yeah. But then compared to the other choices, I was like, uh, I'd rather read that than the other stuff that hmm. was offered. Just that, you know, a lot of times they have lots of good stuff offered, but just this particular month, that looked the most promising. 
And it's only, what'd you say, two hours? It's uh, two hours and 16 minutes, which is what I really liked about it. It didn't yeah. take long to listen two, to. Yeah, it's a two hour and 16 minute listen. So I went ahead and um, chose that one as my freebie. And I'm glad I did. And we're going to talk about why, what, what, what this small little short Audible original has led to. Yeah. So, uh, just a real quick summary of uh, what it's about. Um, it's by William Finnegan, and it was released October of 2019. William Finnegan had always surfed, and when he had a daughter, Molly, he pushed her into sports such as tennis and soccer. But as an adolescent, Molly proved to be a natural-born climber. So, together, they developed a newfound passion for rock climbing. Molly slips into the role of coach and mentor, while her father has to push himself to his personal limits just to keep up. Finnegan offers a candid and gripping look at the risk, fear, and humility in pursuit of a perilous hobby. So that part to me was really interesting. You can just tell he's a lot older. You yeah. Know, he had her later in life. <clears throat> and, um, you know, he kept trying to push her into sports. And she just, you could just tell that wasn't her natural inclination right. to be, like, on a team. Mm-hmm. But then they just find out accidentally almost that they go to a rock climbing gym. And she's just unnatural. Mm-hmm. And she just starts immediately excelling at the sport. Right. So what did you think about, you know, like you said, you weren't, you were thinking, uh... I don't know anything about rock climbing. Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem that interesting to me. But after actually listening to the whole thing, what what did what were your takeaways from oh, it? Oh, that it was interesting, and that I learned there's so there's a whole other world out there that I didn't even I knew it was out there, but I didn't know anything about it. And because he knew nothing about rock climbing, the father, mm-hmm. he we're kind of learning with him as the book. He walks us yeah, kind of we step by step through, through what all's involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're seeing things through his eyes, and he's explaining us. He's taking us as novices step by step through. Well, what is this world like? What's it about? What's the mentality? What's the equipment involved? What are the different types of climbing? You know, I didn't know that there was boulder climbing, mm-hmm. and that there were. Um, all these different, you know, there's uh, the different types of ways you can climb with the different types of equipment. And there's different types of, of course, surfaces you can climb. Yeah, and, and all kinds of terminology I've had never Yeah, heard I just learned a lot. And what I like, you know, it's, um, it can be an, indiv- it's an individual sport for the most part, you know. But they mm-hmm. do, do have rock climbing teams and stuff. But it was, it was very interesting. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought, I kind of felt the same way. For me, it was kind of refreshing because it was different. It was something yeah. new. It's something totally, totally out of our uh, realm. I don't know what the word is. It's totally out of uh, something we'd probably normally read. Right, right. Um, one thing I liked about the story was the watching the relationship between the dad and the daughter. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so sweet because you can just tell she's a really sweet person. Yes. And I liked watching their relationship develop as they both became more and more involved. Yeah, because they finally have something to bond over, right. something to share. Right. She was a very bright, sweet girl. Um, but um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, and just w- watching him, just, you know, I loved watching his admiration for her. Mm-hmm. And one thing Oh, I, yeah, the proud father yeah, comes through so strongly. The and, pride he takes in her accomplishments. And, and the one thing I really liked about the rock climbing, I guess, world in general was the camaraderie and how they pulled for each other. Yes. So, like, in team sports... It's always about you got to win at all costs. Mm-hmm. You got to win, got to win, got to win. You don't, you know, you don't take you're not, down your opponent. Yeah, you're not cheering for the other team during the game. Right. Like rock climbing, you're literally cheering for the people you're yes. competing against. Yes, they're always pulling for each other. And uh, you got this, you can do this. Another thing I liked that I thought was really cool about the rock climbers' mentality is 
there's no clapping. There's no yelling. Mm-hmm. It's uh, once you've finished like a hard climb or, uh, man, I'm already forgetting the terminology from mm-hmm. the book. They had different words for it. There was so many. There's so, so much new. Matter of fact, I, you could, I could have a whole page, probably mm-hmm. of 50 terms of things that I, new words I'd never heard. Didn't they but, call things a problem? Like yeah, a problem. A, yeah. would be a problem. Yeah, if there was a difficult part. To to ascend or go down on a on a mountain or whatever, yeah, they call it a problem. Well, and sometimes I think they might even call a whole route a problem. I'm I'm and I'm, I'm not sure. I know I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, it's not like in regular team sports where everybody's standing ovation and you're clapping and yelling. It's a very quiet. Mm-hmm. There's Calculated. a quiet respect, and yes. when people, uh, you know, overcome a problem or they climb an especially hard route or whatever. It's they all yes. have this a deep appreciation for each other and they admire each other, but it's not shown so much outwardly. Yes. And I thought it was funny, too, how even in rock climbing, there's faux pas. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were certain things he was always afraid of. And he was always worried that he might embarrass Molly yes. by doing this or that. And she'd be like, oh, Dad, no one says that or no mm-hmm. one does this. So even in that world, no matter what it is, I guess there's always... There's always the parental faux pas. Yes, yeah. there's always... Uh, what's there's the cool way of doing things and then there's the not yes exactly there's definitely rock climbing etiquette for sure yes and then like and some of the best parts of the story where you could tell that you had these really advanced climbers and they were having trouble on us on certain problems or areas or whatever and then molly was able to accomplish some of the things that they couldn't. Yes, because she was, was small and agile and strong. And they were like, and after she got through uh, ascending to a height that none of them had reached before, this was inside a, a, a rock gym, um, they were like, I forget what they said to her, but it was really cute. Yeah. They were like, uh, like, good job, girl. Like, good job, or little something. girl. Yeah. yeah, she's like 12 or something. So. Another thing I did not know that I thought was interesting was that a lot of these rock climbers get to name, like if they go up a path that's never been done before on like a certain mountain, they mm-hmm. get to name the path or yeah. they get to name the route or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I'm using the right terminology I now. I think this is so funny because if a, a true rock climber were to listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. they're probably going to laugh their head off at us because we know nothing. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they won't laugh. Hopefully they uh, know that oh, we're green, know, we're newbies. And... I'm just saying like, like for us, for instance, yeah. let's just say like we know a lot about basketball and softball. Yeah. And we heard someone like just trying to explain, well, there's like these three bases. And yeah. There's a and then you get like a touchdown. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm just saying that we would yeah. be sitting here laughing inside going, oh, that's so cute. That's yeah. So funny. I know. But you know what I'm trying Well, hopefully they appreciate that we're like trying to tackle something we oh, know yeah. nothing about. Oh, I, yeah. I agree. I was just just making a call. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but anyway, um, really, it's just a it's just a basic sweet story about this girl and her dad spending mm-hmm. time. And what's really cool is you can go any like they would go to um, didn't they go to Central Park? Or yeah, one of the very first things they scoped York? out was a little area to climb in. Yeah, I think yeah. they lived in Manhattan or Brooklyn yeah. or somewhere. And I think they actually Brooklyn, would go maybe. to places like Central Park. And and the dad is a journalist. He mm-hmm. writes, so he is he travels all over. So like they would get to go find places to climb. I want to say like in Mexico. Yes. And and um, didn't they go to? Why am I thinking Canada? I, this is awful. I can't they remember. They got to travel to various places they yeah. otherwise couldn't have because he was a journalist. Yeah, yeah. so she, they got to go to lots of yeah, really lots of really cool, cool places. That is one thing. If if I did a sport, to me, that would be one of the best parts of it is getting to see all yeah these, the travel, the get, travel, the, yeah, the all perks these. of rock climbing that I've seen, and then we're going to expand this a little mm-hmm. bit here in a minute mm-hmm. through other climbers, but. 
is the travel and yes. the, the places they and get they to go get and the, see and experience. And then some of the views that they actually get to experience that we'll never see. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. from down here on the ground. Another <laughs> part of it I want to talk about is the physical aspect. I mean, these people are in top shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, their hands are super strong and their yeah. abs. Because, you know, you're having to literally sometimes hold yourself against a wall and pull yourself up. And yeah. we're talking, these people are like in tip-top shape. Yes. They are like top athletic form. And my first thought, honestly, when I thought, ooh, could I even do this? And, my, and I immediately thought, no. Because even now, at 50 years of age, I am losing my grip. Yeah. Like, so you can just me hand too. me something, a sack of groceries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I might drop it because I'm losing my grip. And I thought that right there tells you oh, there's no way I could ever. Well, you could do anything. exercises to yeah. to strengthen that. But yeah, yeah it, I would really struggle rock climbing because I have one of the weakest. Jeff, my husband, uh-huh. tells me, man, you have a weak. He even yeah. bought me one of those things to strengthen your grip. It's oh. like this metal device. You, you squeeze, squeeze the it. handles oh, together. Wow. And you can. There are exercises yeah. you can do. But yeah, you, you definitely have to build up some um, mm-hmm. some strength mm-hmm. and some muscles to be able to rock climb. Okay. Well, we are getting to go into uh, another aspect, aspect yeah. of this. So um, before we move on to... So, so one thing that Joy and I both really loved about this was that it got us interested in the world of rock climbing, which led us to a couple of documentaries that we got to watch. Yes. One of them mm-hmm. being Free Solo. Yes. So before we start talking about Free Solo, is there anything at all you want to add to Climbing with Molly? No, it's just a very sweet book, and it's not just specifically about rock climbing. Like Angie said, it's also about the relationship and the growth. It's about how the father and daughter find something in common to bond over, mm-hmm. and it shows how the relationship grows through that. And you just learn a lot of the basics about rock climbing in an interesting way so it's, it's, i would highly recommend very well it said. very well said so with that being said um joy you know after we both had listened to climbing with molly joy called me one day i'm trying to remember it's kind of fuzzy but i think you were like hey uh, if you get a chance, you need to watch Free Solo. And right. So this got me. They had men- mentioned a guy's name in Climbing with Molly, and his name was Alex Honnold. Mm-hmm. And so, and they were talking about how he climbed El Capitan. With, I'm going to say Capitan because I speak a little Spanish, but in the documentary, I think they say Capitan. But Capitan, mm-hmm. Capitan, tomato, tomato, however we want to say it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. It's called El Cap. So a lot of yeah, El Cap. El yeah. Cap. Which mm-hmm. is in, it's not in Yosemite. It oh yes, I'm sorry. It's in your. It's one of the most. I think it's the largest granite monolith ma- monolith in the world. I don't know about North that, America. but I know it's. It could be. It, it's three thousand feet tall. And to appreciate mm-hmm. that, you really need to watch this documentary called Free Solo because they have these drones, or I don't even know if their mm-hmm. drones can go through that. Well, I guess they can. And they, sh- when you see the aerial footage as Alex Honnell is climbing this massive monolith mm-hmm. of granite, my stomach would just do flips. I mean, mm-hmm. I almost was like getting dizzy watching mm-hmm. it. But yeah, because I had read that book, I was like, who's this Alex Honnell guy? What's El Cat? That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so I went and found the documentary about it. And I'm telling you, the whole time I watched that documentary, it's like... My heart was up in, it's like my, up my in your chest. yes, it was like, oh, I guess it's already in your chest. Or yeah. <laughs> in your throat. <laughs> yeah, my heart was in my throat. I, I guess I should just, it's almost like I had my fence, my fist clenched. I was mm-hmm. stressed. You're pulling so hard. So what this guy's trying to do is he's trying to climb El Cap 
with no safety equipment. Hey, this would be a good time if you don't care. I'm mm-hmm. just going to do the summary of the documentary here. Oh yeah, go ahead. And it'll kind of, it kind of gives some of those yeah, details. and then we'll talk about the actual okay. documentary. Okay, so Free Solo. It was a 2018 American documentary that profiles rock climber Alex Honnold on his quest to perform a free solo climb of El Capitan in June 2017. So free solo is a form, the term free solo, Mm -hmm. is a form of rock climbing where climbers climb alone without ropes, harnesses, or other protective equipment, forcing them to rely entirely on their own individual strength and skill. El Capitan, also known as El Cap, is a vertical rock formation in Yosemite National Park. The granite monolith is around 3,000 feet from base to summit along its tallest face, and is popular among rock climbers. So now, with that with that being said, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm agree with you. When you watch this documentary, you will be astonished at what this Alex Honnold achieved. It's superhuman. Yes, and I read some <clears throat> quotes uh, in different articles, and even on some covers of magazines, and. Some people believe that his achievement, what he did by climbing El Cap, free solo, they think it's one of the greatest athletic accomplishments ever achieved, ever, I agree. by any athlete. When you watch mm-hmm. it and you see that one little wrong movement with a hand or a foothold, I mean, we're talking eighth of an inch sometimes, mm-hmm. holding up his feet and he's literally holding himself to the sheer face of this wall and, and one little bitty slip mm-hmm. could mean his death yes or even just like an eye a, a formation of ice or just mm-hmm. any type of small condition where fall rocks frozen. falling from above yes. or so which i'm not sure in this case if that's because it's a sheer granite wall i'm not sure if there could be rocks falling from above i oh, don't yeah, know i do believe sometimes they, like they said, said that i think they said sometimes especially yeah, if there's someone climbing above you but, but he's just seconds from death the whole time and the fact he did that now you know the listeners also need to know he just didn't just run in there That's and do what this I was just getting ready to yeah say. he took years and years of going up with safety equipment and he's and a professional s- yes climber. he's a professional mm-hmm. climber he's done thousands of climbs he mapped it out. He looked at all the holds, every single foot and finger hold. He went up there. He had, you know, another guy go up there with him. And I mean, he, and he would pray. And basically he said the hardest stuff, he would practice it and practice mm-hmm. it and practice it till he was comfortable with it. He literally has it. like a, a three ring notebook mm-hmm. and every, and so the mountain is. Oh, I think it was just a spiral notebook. That's. <laughs> Well, that's what I meant oh, to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. That's what I had in my head. I don't know why I said three oh, right. ring. But yeah, he, it was a, that's what I meant to say. He had a three. A yeah, because it's very primitive. Like yes, his research is just a, a, a spiral notebook. And so the, the mountain is, is divided into like, thir- I want to say like 32 sections or whatever. Yeah, 32 and, passes or whatever yeah, they call and, and, them. And each, steps. Each, each passage or section has its own name. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he, he would uh, diagram and map out every pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew the correct term. But anyway... And so it, so there is a, it's, there's a, there's a science to it. Mm-hmm. And he literally would say, okay, on, let's say number 16 on this section of the wall, mm-hmm. I'm going to, my right hand's going to be here. My mm-hmm. left foot's going to be here and it's going to be turned at this angle. Yes. I'm going to use a certain 
uh, I wish I knew the terms, but you know, but he, finger he, hole, he, a certain finger hole. <clears throat> he he knew down to every single mm-hmm. nth of a degree what every part of his body was going to be. Yes, doing that's on what that was fascinating to yes. me was he knew every single step he was going to take, every, every toe move, hold, every, every and you have to hold, when yeah. your life is at stake, you better be prepared. Yeah. You better be that prepared. Yeah, and there was one part all, and I'm sure you remember this. He had like two options. Okay, I can I can get a swinging motion going and mm-hmm. do like a cliffhanger like I'm going to jump from mm-hmm. point A to point B. Oh, that just scared me. To or mm-hmm. he can do some type of karate. They called it something where you swing your leg up and get a hold of something mm-hmm. and then just swing over. But the problem was if he did it and his and his hold didn't he, he didn't his fingers didn't hold, mm-hmm. he was dead. Yeah. I mean, he had nothing to support right. him. And and he he even said in the documentary if he ever just something didn't feel right or, mm-hmm. or you know, he just, he didn't feel, he never did anything that he didn't feel a hundred percent sure right. about, that he didn't feel comfortable with. And there was even a day he went to climb and they thought that was going to, cause they kept saying, okay, what day is he going to do it? Yeah. And he just knew there was going to be a come a day that he just felt confident like enough to do it. Day. This is the day. And one day he went out to do it and he got just a little ways up and he came back down mm-hmm. and they're like, what's wrong? He goes, I just felt like. There just something wasn't right about mm-hmm. that next step I was getting ready. It was like intuition. Right. Him, There's something about this next step I'm getting ready to do that mm-hmm. I don't feel 100% confident Right. So he's it. smart enough to know when to back off yeah. and back away. Right. And that kind of brings up the point, too. His He had a lot of friends who were helping film this. And these mm-hmm. guys had that had to film it, they're in danger, too. Uh, mm-hmm. They're having to get in certain positions and certain angles. And they have to... Their number one concern is his safety and keeping out of his way. Yes. But there were points in this documentary where his friends who were filming him, especially the one down at the base of the mountain or whatever, he's like, I can't cut. look. How are y'all even looking? Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the camera on a tripod pointed at Alex where he was. Mm-hmm. But he would come, uh, Alex had come to a really difficult problem. And it's one of the worst on the mountain. And like, they knew if he got past that particular problem, he's probably going to be okay and make it. Mm-hmm. But that was the point where his buddy on the ground said, I can't watch. Mm-hmm. How, how are they even yeah, watching? Yeah, they were even, you know, they even, you know, at times they would even mention like, okay, we need to be prepared in the event that he doesn't. Yeah, they it. had to do like a plan B. What mm-hmm. if he falls? What do we do? They right. even, like, even with Alex the sitting there at the table. Yeah, well, so-and-so's going to call. Do we keep filming? Do we do this? Right. You know, and they said, uh, so-and-so's going to call 911. So-and-so's mm-hmm. going to do this. And then I remember Alex saying, this is so vivid to me, uh, they had talked about having a camera at the top mm-hmm. or somehow over him. And he said, well, you know, I don't want that there if I fall because nobody wants to see that. Oh, really? Oh, I don't Yeah, something that, to yeah. the effect of it would have yeah. filmed his fall like from mm-hmm. above. And he said, yeah, let's not do that. Nobody wants to but see that. But I do that. like the fact that they were acutely aware of how their presence might affect his yes. climb. And they, the last thing that they wanted to do was to be a hindrance to mm-hmm. him effectively making that And climb. I think that's one yeah, of the points successful. of, and I've read this, and I, I was an expert excerpt from a rock climbing magazine. Mm-hmm. And this guy just... He didn't like the fact that Alex did this. He obviously agreed it was a great feat, like you said, one of his greatest feats ever. But he's worried that it's going to encourage other people to yes. free solo, and it's going to encourage others who aren't as experienced as him to think, "Oh, I can do that," and yes. then lead to a lot of deaths. Uh, you make a good point because did you notice how the people who were the most worried about him were other professional rock climbers? Yes, because they're they they're were the, the ones only that ones, truly know the, they were the how who, much danger. Yes, they're the ones that really got it. They're like yeah. if people only halfway understood what he's trying to accomplish, they would be 
terrified. Mm-hmm. Terrified. Yeah. So tell, let's talk about him as a person for a minute. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Very interesting person. Yeah. So what did you think about him as a person? I thought he's uh, kind of an enigma. Uh, he's not your average everyday Joe, and yet, mm-hmm. and I don't think an average everyday Joe could have made that climb. Mm-hmm. You know, he obviously there's something there. He doesn't say he's he fear he's not scared of heights, but he's able to push through and overcome. And we're talking major heights. We're talking this was a three thousand foot climb. You know, there's something in him that enables him to do things other people can't and he even went and they even had people ask hey can we look at your brain can we look at how it functions and i think you might have some notes on that and can oh, talk actually, about no. that uh, no i forgot to okay well that. we had talked about it before but it's that part of your brain that um that gets you excited that gets you happy i can't think what it's called now uh, we even said the scientific term oh, for it when like we had a, our conversation. I thought they just did like a, an MRI. Yeah, or but CT. remember our conversation and we even named the hypothalamus oh, or something. Yeah, I don't remember we that. even talked about it mm-hmm. and the part of the brain that, that registers fear, that registers fear mm-hmm. and excite or whatever, they said like his is almost non-existent. Yeah. So what it so it takes a hundred times the. Uh, I guess the risk mm-hmm. or whatever to get his whatever, and I don't want to use hypothalamus if that's mm-hmm. the wrong part of the brain, but mm-hmm. anyway, whatever part of that brain is, it takes a lot more for his mm-hmm. to get going than the normal person. Yes, yeah. So that he does have something different about well, his brain. Well, but he also made a good point because I was thinking that too. I thought, okay, he was born that way. He was mm-hmm. born with less. Uh, it takes more to stimulate his brain yes. to scare him. Yeah. But he, he made the point that, well, after you've climbed so many rocks and, and done so many dangerous things, mm-hmm. you build up a, almost like a resistance. A resistance to yeah. It. So his mm-hmm. mind, it was like, yeah, I'm not as scared because this is what I do. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, and that goes back to him mm-hmm. saying when something's scary or mm-hmm. hard or uncomfortable, he does it over and over and over until it's yeah. not scary and it is right. comfortable. Right. If you were if you or I were to go get into a NASCAR race car and go around the track at 200 miles an hour, we'd be terrified. Yes. But put a... Uh, Delhart Jr. in mm-hmm. there, and he's not going to be scared. And I know this is a yeah. silly comparison, but mm-hmm. in my own life, I can compare this. I, When I first started teaching, I was terrified to stand mm-hmm. in front of those kids. I just mm-hmm. was terrified. I, it was something new and different and very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, I still get uncomfortable sometimes. But after 20 years mm-hmm. of standing in front of these students... Yes. Yeah. I'm much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel much more confident. It's just doing it over and mm-hmm. over and over leads to confidence uh-huh. and, you know, right. experience. And I can see that being right. true for so anything. It just makes me think his brain over time has mm-hmm. developed into, you know, it's just developed into this less fear uh I don't know that he ever had it. I know he's had to over, overcome fear. I'm not saying yeah. that, but I still don't think he just had. I just think his brain so different. You still so think different. he's not as atypical. Yes, yeah. I definitely yeah, think yeah, he's atypical. Right. Yeah. Okay, so here's kind of my takeaway about rock climbers. I definitely think they're a distinct breed. I mm-hmm. don't feel I, I, like you said they're not your typical person who does this, especially your professional rock climbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that Alex was a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a hippie in yeah, a way. Yeah, definitely and, a hippie at heart. And I definitely felt like he had a personality disorder. And um, I'm not saying that and be like, 
in a negative way, like, oh, you know, there's something wrong with them, because yeah. a lot of people have personality disorders, but there were certain things within the documentary that I thought, mm, that's not normal, mm-hmm. and he even made the comment, he said, yeah, a couple of my past girlfriends have told me I have a personality yes. disorder, and mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I definitely agree. Well, and in the documentary, mm-hmm. he has a girlfriend, She they met at a book signing, mm-hmm. and she's real cute, oh, real bubbly, she's, she's a lot of fun, uh-huh. but she basically asked him, you know, is there any way you won't do this? You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about climbing El Cap. Yeah. She says, you know, because she knows the risk of him dying or could be high. And she says, is there any way you wouldn't do it that you'd choose me over the mountain? Right. And he's basically said, no, I'm right. sorry. Rock climbing is always going to mm-hmm. come before any. He her... I think he even said rock climbing will always come before any lady. Yes. <laughs> I think that's how he said in a, it. In a way, I mean, it sounds cruel, but mm-hmm. at least he let her know. Up yeah, front at least he's being stood. honest. He's at least he's honest. not leading her on. Right. Yeah, and he um, he's just putting it out there honestly. Hey, this is my passion. This is what I live for. It's going to come before everything else. You know, it's that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And but I did read where they finally did get married. Oh, that's awesome. So that's, that's awesome. cool that they yeah, did get married. Probably they're not living in the van anymore. Uh, he, he literally um, lived in a van. Yeah, the whole had time a van. He was, uh, preparing for that yeah climb, well in the documentary it shows them picking out like a condo i think it was mm-hmm. like a condo i don't even know where it was okay so basically we both highly recommend you watch free solo yes. and it is on um i want to say it's on amazon it's either amazon prime amazon or netflix prime. i can't remember uh, it's not netflix because i i had a lot amazon of prime, yeah I, I had a lot of trouble because you you and i really really wanted to watch it because mm-hmm. i just got through listening to Climbing with Molly, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I want to listen to it while this is all fresh. Yes. I had so much trouble getting it, and I finally was able to get it, I believe, on Amazon Prime, but even though I couldn't find it, I was on Netflix looking for it, well, I come across The Dawn Wall. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is what we're going to talk about now. Yes. So The Dawn Wall is another uh, documentary about rock climbing, so I'll just... Yeah, and Angie called me one night after she watched Free... Or no, you had actually, before you watched Free Solo, mm-hmm. you said, hey, Corby and I are watching this show called The Dawn Wall, it's really good and you should watch it. Mm-hmm. So I immediately watched it, and oh my goodness, it's another one of those... Fist clinchers, I call mm-hmm. it. I just, it's stressful, but it's exciting, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing what these people are accomplishing. So let's go ahead and talk okay, about the so Dawn the Wall. Okay, so the Dawn Wall is a documentary about legendary free climber Tommy Caldwell. Um, he tries to get over a heartbreak by scaling the Dawn Wall of El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. This was released in September of 2018. Uh, but he actually did the climb in 2015. So the the Dawn Wall climb, was was it done before well, that's Free Solo? Little, I, I want to say yes. I want to say he did it in 2015, and I want to say Alex did his around 2017. Okay. But I'm not positive. I don't guess it really matters, but I was just well, curious. Well, it kind of does, because I almost feel like they know each other, and maybe right. one Wasn't like, Tommy hmm. the one that... So maybe they climb the Dawn Wall, and then um, Connell, Alex, says, oh, well, maybe Tommy can help me with my free solo? I uh, can't remember. Okay, so this, according to my notes, it was 2015 that Tommy Caldwell and Kevin Jorgensen uh, did their climb. Now, there's a, we do make, make a very important distinction here. Mm-hmm. Theirs was not free solo. Right. They, they had like, some yeah, harnesses. Had, yeah. But it still was tough. But here's what I did. I must have been living under a rock, haha, during all this. Uh, ha, ha, Be- no pun intended. <laughs> no or pun, pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. Because 
during the uh, Dawn Wall documentary, mm-hmm. they kept showing all these clips of the media and how all the world and all the media was watching yes. their efforts as they climbed the wall. Same here, and I'm, and like, I'm like, where I was I? What was I doing? I didn't see any footage about that or seeing. I don't remember in the media. seeing anything in the media either, and I'm like, what was yeah. I doing during so, that time? So you've got uh, Tommy and Kevin are their names, mm-hmm. and they're both very uh, well-known rock climbers, and they're trying to. To, to climb the Dawn Wall. And what's really interesting is the reason in, is this this in Yosemite, or the reason it's called the Dawn Wall is because they say when the sun comes up in the morning, it's the first... Uh, the first light. It's the first uh, place that you see light mm-hmm. uh, in the dawn. The dawn light shines up on, on the wall. On this particular, on this particular part wall. of the yeah. granite wall. Same one as Farita. Here's the thing, Joy. It says it's a 3,000-foot rock face in Yosemite National Park. So I'm still confused whether... What Alex did was the same. It's as the what same they did. exact thing, but a different route. Just a different route. I think it's okay. just a different route. Okay, so in that one, I have this image burned into my mind of these two guys sleeping in little tents on the side mm-hmm. of these of this wall. That's a thousand, at, you know, in different times. Like at one point, that might be a thousand feet off the wall. And when they, like you said, when the camera would show them in their little tents, you know, literally staked into the side mm-hmm. of the wall, and all you see. But it, all you can see is the tops of trees thousands mm-hmm. of feet below. My, it does. It's a, just makes your stomach it turn. It makes your stomach turn. It is not a sport for the weak, I can tell you that. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was the one part I couldn't understand, and I wondered if you could help me, if you understood this. So there was a part where um, Tommy got to a certain height, but Kevin, no matter what he did, he could not get past mm-hmm. this one problem. Yeah. He just could not do it. And then they said Tommy was like, I'm not going any further until you do it. And he mm-hmm. literally waited on him. Wasn't it like a week? Before? I think so. Or maybe even more. I, I think it was like a week or Could so. Could have even been two yeah. weeks. They were literally stay up there for days and days trying, waiting on mm-hmm. Kevin to make I really it. admire this Tommy Caldwell guy because mm-hmm. he, re, you know, he conquered this problem and he was ahead of... Uh, what was his name again? Greg Jorgensen? Craig? Oh, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. sorry. Uh-huh. Way off. Mm-hmm. Kevin. But he said... He couldn't enjoy the success unless because, Kevin unless Kevin was there to enjoy yeah. it with him because Kevin in his to his to his credit mm-hmm. he had helped him scope out the wall and look at the problems and do all the you know basically do all the math all the figuring for what how many years they had been doing this for know. years but what I was confused about was like. Uh, so he wanted Tommy, him to enjoy the success with him. I understood that, but Tommy would go up a little further up the cliff mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Kevin was there's there's a there's Ricardo a the Ricardo, rooster he's finally yeah. joined us yeah okay. but it was I just kept thinking well why doesn't he just go out there with them because just won the ropes but I guess they're what they, they were saying is he had to do it physically without yeah without he can't be like hoisted rope. up he well he could yeah. just not climb it he just couldn't physically he climb could not it. physically okay. climb it but there towards the end mm-hmm. like. After a week or two, and his hands were just meat. I mean, just like yeah, butcher. Their hands, their just hands were just awful. horrible. But after they had healed a little bit, and he had gotten back some... Because this takes a massive amount of strength. They'd yes. literally have to rest for like 24 or 48 hours. Sometimes 30, you know, sometimes 36, 48 hours. Oh. Just to regain their strength, just to go up this mm-hmm. next pass. Yeah, they would have to just sit there and heal. But he and, finally yeah. did it, right? Yeah. Yes, he, finally he finally did, did it, it, and they set a record mm-hmm. for this uh, dawn wall climb. Yeah. yeah. And 
to Tommy's credit, he could have just taken all the glory and just left Kevin there, but he waited for him to get over that most difficult mm-hmm. problem of the whole route, and then they ascended together, and they both went up there, and they both got the glory. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I had on these today. Um, I will say this. One of my one thing on my bucket list is I've always wanted to go to Yosemite, mm-hmm, so I can't wait till the day that, Lord willing... That I get to go to Yosemite mm-hmm. and stand and look at the Don Juan I know. Sea. And I think even in person, you and I will would be even more amazed. At I know. Life. That is on my bucket list. <laughs> hey. That is on my bucket list as well. I would love to get to go to Yosemite mm-hmm. and stand and look where that free solo climb mm-hmm. was done, where the Don Wall climb. Not just that, just to see the beauty. Oh, I know. I, uh, I can't. I, I watched uh, Ken Burns' documentary on America's National Parks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish we could do a podcast on that someday even though it's not a book yeah but uh national parks and yosemite yeah that would be awesome so just real quickly is would you ever attempt to rock climb well here's what i was gonna say um when i was younger probably 15 or 16 um i with my boyfriend at the time we went down to hartford or maybe it was midland they had some kind of what would be considered baby cliffs to these guys Mm. but we climbed up a little cliff and it was probably eight 12 feet high but to me it seemed like you know mount everest but i climbed it and i was scared but i just remember feeling so accomplished when i got Hmm. to the top yeah but here's what if it were me no i do i would not mind climbing like in a rock gym i just want to do it just to see how hard it is Mm -hmm. like do a little baby beginner and i just found out we have a little rock gym somewhere in fort smith oh okay well that's what somebody was saying i would like to take olivia and see if she would like it and i would like to try it but i don't want a lot of people watching yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I try to do this. Yeah. Would you try to do climb in a I, rock gym? I think or no? if I was in a rock gym and there and somebody was that knew what they were doing could help me yeah. and somebody that wouldn't laugh at me, yeah, yes. I probably would give it a go. Mm-hmm. And like you kinda made a really good point there when you said you felt really good after you made it up that cliff mm-hmm. because when people get to the top there's what's cool about rock climbing is there's always the reward of when yeah. you get to the top, you can literally see what you just accomplished yeah. and you're getting the, the to me the reward is is the view and jeff has see. a friend named steven who's always wanting him to go rock climbing and canoeing oh. and mm-hmm. and he's told us several times that we can do small little things and rappel back down mm-hmm. he has all the rappelling equipment oh, and everything yeah. no, so we are fun. i say if you're interested in that mm-hmm. we have been talking about going one weekend in the spring or the summer and just like just somewhere like i said little baby beginner cliffs mm-hmm. and he says he can help us you know get to the top and repel back down so i'd have to really see what he's talking about before i agree to do it but i think it would be fun to try okay all right well this was this has been a definitely been a different type of podcast for us Mm -hmm. it's something where you were you know just totally out of our element element. so i kind of kind of neat just to get to talk about something we don't know anything yeah something different which led to us watching uh free solo and don wall and now which was totally worth it yes and now i just have a totally a new perspective and appreciation Mm -hmm. for these people that i didn't even know existed before right i agree okay well thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next time on twin Twin Talk. talk